Good morning. And welcome to worship here at Springfield Church of the Brethren. It is October the 23rd. Welcome everyone to worship, those who have joined us in person and those who are joining us online. Our scripture today, it says in the bulletin, I believe it says Exodus 20:15, which of course I think was last week. It's what happens when you just do one verse at a time in a section like this, you forget where you're at. So it is Exodus 20:16. I'm also going to be reading from First Colossians, First Colossians, from Colossians 3, uh, verses 1 through 15. You can follow along in your uh, pew, bi- pew Bibles if you wish. Uh, the, the page numbers are up above. 2016. You shall not give a false testimony against your neighbor. Colossians. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways, in the life you once lived. But now you must also rid yourself of such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and all is in Christ. Therefore, as God's chosen people, Holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and peace. Bear with each other, forgive one another, and if any of you have a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts since as members of one body you are called to peace, and be thankful. Blessed is the word. Is it ever okay to lie? Think about it. Is it ever okay? Of course, you'll probably tell your kids, or have told your kids, or your grandkids, or your nieces, or nephews, or friends, no, no, it's never okay to lie. And this is a bad idea, because we all know what will happen then, You take them to eat at grandma or grandpa's or friends or whatnot, and they say, Grandpa, you smell funny. (laughs) Or, this food tastes bad. Then you have to teach them how to be polite and to maybe tell what we might call a white lie. But then we're teaching them that lying is okay, and it's hard for a little kid to really get the difference between 
a white lie and a lie lie, right? It's hard to teach a kid a tact. <sighs> so let's talk about what a lie is. Let's start there. So, okay, easy way to do this. Jump to the Oxford. Oxford, an intentional false, an intentionally false statement. Okay. All right. All right. Actually, I'm going to go with a guy. His name is Paul Ekman. You might have heard his name before. He's best known for research into what we call microfacial expressions. I'm sorry, facial microexpressions. Getting my words all mixed up. These are involuntary movements that your face makes whenever you are talking or hearing, uh, talking to someone or hearing something, watching TV. It's the movements you don't even realize you're making, but you're constantly making them. They're, they're small and they portray what's happening underneath. And, and Ekman believes that if you have somebody who is really well-trained, or there's even a few people, he calls them, truth wizards that are naturally adept at this, but they can read those micro expressions and essentially turn people into lie detectors, really accurate ones. Now, before you, you go home and you're like, oh, I want to learn how to do this, just to let you know, Ekman has a lot of critics out there, some conversations about whether his, his experiments have validity or not. It's, it's a whole big thing. But you got to know who he is. He, he's someone concerned without telling if someone is lying or not. And this has led him to a new kind of life. A life in which he tries to live without ever making a lie. That's kind of frightening. If you're like me and you like a good I Love Lucy once in a while, there's an I Love Lucy episode called Lucy tells the truth, in which Lucy pretty much brings down her entire so social group by never lying to anyone, causing all the havoc that can cause. Well, I'll tell you, Paul actually has two criteria which would make that episode moot. The first one is, well, it's two criteria, it's in one statement. A lie is a deliberate choice to mislead a target without any notification. First part, deliberate. So every last year, Gracie was going to school Wednesday and Thursday. In order to get her up and moving on Wednesday morning, that's hard to do for a girl who likes to sleep until nine, and I gotta have her at school at nine, we instituted Daddy Daughter Donut Wednesdays. On Wednesday morning, we would go to Jubilee Donut and get a donut. She'd get the plain glazed, I usually get the pecan roll with the maple on top. And I get a big coffee, which is always too hot to drink until I'm most of the way here to church. I burn my tongue on most coffees. Anyway, well, that was last year. This year, she starts going to school on Monday. And on our very first Monday, I say, Gracie, it's time to go up. We're going to go get our daddy-daughter donut to our Monday donuts at Jubilee. And we pull up to Jubilee, and Jubilee's closed. Jubilee's not open on Mondays. Did you know that? I did not know that. Oops. Now, that was not a lie, according to Ekman, because it was not deliberate. What I told her, I believed, was a truth, that we were going to go do this. But it would prove to be a false, 
by not because I, I didn't do any research on it. I just figured it was open on Monday. Who wouldn't want to have a donut on Monday? It's when you need it the most to get into Monday. Anyway, so that's, if it's someone tells an untruth because they were not knowledgeable in the truth and they believe they were, it's not a lie. The second part's a little more confusing. Weathers, you know, uh, what was it at right here? Uh, target with, mislead a target without any notification. There are times in our world where we want to be lied to. Go to a play. You've got that guy up, up in front who's pretending to be this moody prince of Denmark. Believe it or not, he is not actually Hamlet. I know that's hard to believe, at least if he's a good actor. But you are in a situation where you expect him to lie to you, that he is telling you he is someone who he isn't. And if he's a great actor, you may even believe it at times. I've been to a few of those shows. I've also been to a lot of shows where you know exactly who's standing up in front of you, and it isn't the Prince of Denmark. Anyway, that's okay. Uh, some games, like poker. You play poker, bluffing is part of the game. Same thing with the game of Risk, Gin Rummy, or my favorite edition of Monopoly, Cheater's Edition. It's a lot of fun. It's Monopoly, except you're supposed to cheat. Anyway. This rule also applies to specific relationships. This is where white lies actually become okay. Because it's not really a lie if both of you understand that you will not necessarily be 100% truthful with them all the time. Like, yes, my, my dear friend, this pizza is delicious, is what I might say, while thinking in my head, pineapple doesn't belong anywhere near a pizza crust. I know I've just made enemies in this room, probably. It doesn't. Anyway, I got at least one friend over there. You know, this is, you know, when your wife asks, you know, does this dress look nice on me? Or your, your husband says, you know, is this deodorant smell right? And you, you answer politely. They don't expect the truth. They expect most of the truth but they're okay with you lie a little bit. White lies are okay. This leads to a really uncomfortable possibility. What do you do in a situation in which you cannot tell a white lie because you do not have a close enough friendship with the other person for there to be that unsaid understanding that you are going to be deceptive with them at times when it called for, but you don't want to be cruel or rude. I'll tell you, a, a, uh, one of those things where I'm in a conversation online or in person with someone and they say, oh, I'm just going to tell you my truth, or I'm just going to be brutally honest. It's like you took a big old red flag and started waving it in front of me because you're telling me that you probably do not care if you're going to hurt someone's feelings, and you're not going to really tell the truth. You're just going to tell your opinion. So how do you, how do you avoid doing that? being cruel or, well, well, cruel, but tell the truth. Paul tells this story about himself. He had been to a party in which the food, it was a dinner party, the food was subpar. And the other guests, the ones he was supposed to have interesting conversations, were worse than the food. It was 
boring. Absolutely, utterly boring. You know, like when you go to the movies and you're like, wow, that was a waste of two and a half hours of my life. It was probably Gigi, right? I got a few chuckles out of that. Anyway, what do you do then? Well, so he gets a call from the guy who threw the dinner party. Hey, Paul, we loved you at the dinner party. You were interesting and funny. We want to have you back. I'm throwing a dinner party next Friday. Paul opens up his schedule and, thank you, God. There's something on that next Friday. He's out of town. Sorry, buddy, I can't do it. Well, you know what? We really loved you. Why don't you tell me what day works for you, and we will find a, we'll, we'll pull a party together. As I said, he doesn't want to be mean. There's no reason to ever really be cruel to people. Exceptions here and there, but generally, it's a good rule not to be cruel. So he thought about it. He considered why he really had so very little fun. It's because he was with a bunch of people he didn't know. He had no relationship with them. He could have used that night to be with the people he wanted to be with. He could have spent more time with his wife or his kids or his few friends that he's really close with. But no, instead, he took one of his free nights and he scheduled a very boring dinner party to be at. And so he answered this way. The truth of the matter is, at this point in my life, I'm very busy. And there are friends I have had for decades I don't get enough time to see. And at this point, I really just can't pursue new friendships. I want to spend more time with the few friends that I don't get to spend enough time with. So I'm not interested in going into any new dinner parties at this time. Now, yes, it was still kind of mean. If, if I had somebody tell me that, I would be hurt a bit. I get it. But he didn't lie, and he wasn't unduly cruel. You'll notice that really what happened is it, telling the truth forced him to sit down and really think about why he had so very little fun. And he learned something about himself. He realized that he was missing, that he could change how he did things to make his life more fulfilling. It isn't the easy way. It takes work. It takes work to be a truth teller and to be kind about it. To be honest, not only with other people, but honest with yourself. Now, when we get to this commandment today, you know, thou shall not tell, uh, give false testimony against a neighbor. You know, when we think about this, we think about the obvious ones. Yes, you should not go to court and perjure yourself. That's pretty obvious. I mean, our court systems rely on the fact that people tell the truth. Either they tell the truth or they plead the fifth, one or the other. But, you know, we, we have a society that if we didn't do that, our court systems would fall apart. You know, we, we kind of rely on that for our, our media, our newspapers and our television, our radio. Not that they always do or they spin it, but we rely on that. It makes sense. We need a society in which people tell the truth. But this isn't only about you know, what we do in official ways. This isn't only about what we do in court. It's important, but it's not only about that. 
It's about interpersonal relationships too. It's about how you talk to your friends, how you talk to your family, how you talk to anybody you interact with, that you are being honest with them and honest with yourself. As I was researching for this week, I came across a rabbi who gave a very long talk about this, this passage. And he talked about how, how we implicitly lie all the time. You may not think about it, but we do it. He gives a very easy one to point out. He's like, okay, we all know that if someone came and said, look, I'm, I, I lent this person money, and you know I'm a truthful guy. You've known me for years. You know I wouldn't lie to you. But I lent this guy money, and he hasn't paid me back. I need you to come um, and give witness for me that, I, that you saw me give him the money. Well, of course, the obvious is that you can't lie about that. Duh. That'd be, you know, literally giving false testimony if you didn't see him give the money. However, maybe he'll say to you, look, you don't have to testify. I just want you to come stand next to me like you are going to testify. You know, just look like you're on my side. So maybe they'll see you and think, oh, they've got two witnesses. And now they'll, they'll, uh, they'll come to the table and, and give me my money back. That sounds almost reasonable, right? I mean, if you had a good friend who said, look, I had someone who cheated me. I need you to just stand next to me like you were there. You might do that, right? To support your friend? This is a hard one, right? Would you support your friend? But in doing so, would you make it appear like you were going to lie for them? Have you not already committed that lie? Ooh, this is hard. It's hard. How do you tell the truth in such a situation? How do you keep things running smoothly? I don't know. That's the thing with reading the Torah, with reading the law. When you have to actually apply it to living, it gets a lot more complicated and you have to ask a lot of questions. You got to be like Paul and ask yourself, what is the real way to do this right? How can I live honestly? How can I live according to the rules I have set forth for myself by the rules of this Bible? How can I live by them in a world that isn't necessarily so easy to live by them, in which other people are constantly interpreting you? That's why I wanted to read the Colossians passage. This was actually the passage that the uh, 20, what year is this? This is 2022, right? 2018 National Youth Conference was on this passage. The clothe yourself in Christ. To live in a way like putting on, oh yeah, yeah, let me rephrase that. Let me do that again. Here we go. To take off your old ways to take them off and throw them to the side and put on the clothes of Christ to completely inhabit them. You know, when I, when I wear a suit, and I hate wearing suits, it's one of the reasons I'm not up here in a suit very often. I'm also not often in a tie because as it is, I'm sweltering up here in this sweater and suits are warmer than this sweater. 
and then the tie, anyway. But you know what? I like how I look in a suit. It makes me stand a little straighter. It makes me want to adjust it, make sure my tie's nice and straight. I always do a double Windsor knot. Always double Windsor. Why? It's a nice, big, fat triangle, and it makes the tie lay almost straight down instead of jutting off to the side a little ways like a single Windsor. Always wear a double Windsor. Problem is, is it makes the tie bottom too short on most of my ties. You have to have a longer one for a double Windsor. But that means I have to wear a vest or a jacket. And then that means I got the two buttons in there. It holds me up a little more, and I stand straighter. I talk a little clearer. I'm a little more professional. I don't like being professional. I don't mind being professional. But it makes me act like a different person. So let's put on our Christ clothes, the ones that force us to stand a little straighter, to think a little more about how we present ourselves, that we are honest about our faith. Because putting on the clothes, it doesn't change who I am. It changes how honest I am about myself. That makes sense. It changes how I present, how I talk, how I act. Not into something I'm not, but into something that is always there underneath the surface that I don't always honestly portray. So put on your Christ-like clothes so that you may honestly portray your faith in all moments. And sometimes, yes, you're going to end up in those confusing situations where you have no good answer to support your friend may seem to lie. To tell a truth may hurt a person's feelings. But if you're wearing that Christ-like clothes, you're really feeling it and thinking it, and every moment in your life is being affected by holding yourself up a little straighter, by realizing that you're presenting Christ in your every movement, maybe that'll help you. So, do not lie. Do not bear false witness. Do not bear false witness in telling an untruth to others about something someone else did. Do not bear a false witness in saying who you are and who you want to be. And remember that you are a witness of Christ. So don't live that falsely. Put on your Christ-like clothes and wear them with pride and wear them with honesty. Don't lie. So go out and be honest. Be honest with everyone you meet. Be honest with the random guy on the street. Be honest with your loved ones. Unless it's a situation that calls for a white lie and you both agree that it's a possibility. I don't want to get any people sitting on the, sleeping on the couch tonight. But be honest. Be honest with yourself. And be honest with God that you may present God to all people. Be honest in all men.